Hey everyone, I'm here with uh, our good friends Sean Fillon, Kay uh, Wastelish, and Ari Monroe. Um, we're all, uh, well, I said we are all, they're all uh, very cartoonists uh, with uh, various backgrounds of projects. You probably all, uh, they all have stuffers uh, download for free on our free comics page. Um, you probably met most of them at our various events uh, and free comic book days throughout the years. Um, but I'm going to go around uh, and uh, ask everyone a couple of questions. Um, and I guess we'll do BD before age. So, Sean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started, uh, uh, you know, cartooning and, and art in general. Um, I mean, I, I guess the, uh, the cliche is that I've always been doing it. I don't know. I was making comics while I was in school. Um, and I really, what got me going in making bigger projects is the idea of working on stuff with my friends, um, in, uh, like elementary school and even into high school, uh, me and my buddy Zach, we would pass around this notebook, just like this regular old winky dink, um, you know, loose leaf paper notebook and we'd pass it back and forth doing a couple pages each day. Um, and so, uh, the idea of like making things with other people has been my driving force and making stuff. Um, and I've just kind of been doing it since, and I'm not good at much else. So I'm just going to stick with what I got. Oh, I don't believe that. <laughs> that way, I just, I love, I love making stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm okay at it. I'm at least, I think I'm good at it. You're good at it. <laughs> um, so I, I plan on sticking with it and it's, you know, it's been really fun. So Ari, how about you? Oh, uh, how'd you get started in this crazy game here? Um, you want the long version or the short version? <laughs> Whichever version you think uh, you'd rather tell. Okay, well, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I just always liked drawing when I was a kid. I'm sorry, my phone fell down. When I was a kid, I liked to watch a lot of cartoons. So I was super into Ninja Turtles and Little Mermaid and, and Tiny Toon Adventures. And then um, I just started drawing a lot because there was nothing better to do. And um, I just kept doing it. And so uh, I went to school for art after I graduated. And I later went to the Joe Kubert School and then tried to study some animation. And now I work as a caricature artist and a comic book artist from home right now at, at the moment. <laughs> and what about you, Kayla? Yeah, I think pretty similar to what these guys said. When I was a kid, uh, Sailor Moon was on TV and that was like the first like obsession I think I ever had with like anything, but especially like a TV show. And so I just remember like spending, you know, hours trying to like try and draw in that style and try and draw the characters. And um, I think the connection to comics didn't really happen later in life, which sounds kind of stupid because I loved cartoons and like my dad was always a really big comics guy but it's kind of like you just just you know like you're growing up and you don't really make those connections and then all of a sudden you're like wait a second I can put cartoon characters with stories together as a comic that makes so much sense <laughs> so then that's what I kind of started doing and it's funny because <laughs> and my husband helped <laughs> oh yeah, uh, your husband and I talked about Ninja Turtles for an yeah. hour and a half already on the stream. So uh, an hour and a half. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but um, no, it's funny because like you mentioned, you don't know, get into comics until later because almost all of that stuff you guys mentioned are based on comics or, in Sailor Moon's case, manga. 
Right. Um, so it's interesting how like sequential like artwork kind of informed a lot of things that people may or may not even know have noticed uh, that they, they, they've done that. But um, yeah, so uh, like, what would you say are like kind of some of the some of the challenges uh, in starting out and building a name for yourself uh, that people who watch this may, who might be interested in, in, in becoming an artist, uh, what would you say like they might should be looking out for? Mm. Um, if you build it they will come <laughs> <laughs> i mean honestly yeah that's a really good point like i i a big thing for me is i try to make stuff that i would enjoy um and by putting something out there that i know i like uh there's a good chance someone else is gonna find it and go like oh that's pretty cool and then they jump on board that's a good point yeah i think to go off of what sean had Ari said, I, I think, you know, like you're in my, in my experience, I feel like there's certain things that I'm like, Oh, I wish that this existed. And then you're kind of like, well, why not be the one to make it? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, You'd be the change was, you want to see, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I know you guys are, have all been doing the, being at the grind for this at different, different lengths of time here. Um, say Aries probably been doing this the longest than Sean than Kayla, but that kind of works out just age in general. Um, but like, so what are some of the, the projects you've done that you're most proud of? Let's say, start with Aries on this. Um, I think I'm most proud of my book. Yeah. Aww. Yes, and we have that, like uh, most uh, artists that I know, we have that for sale at the store. Uh, and since we're still probably closed by COVID when you're watching this, you can buy it on our <laughs> web store. <laughs> um, it, I feel like this took me 10 years to make. <laughs> because I started the story um, back in like 2010 as like a little short story that I was hanging out with some friends and I was just kind of drawing with them and then like life got in the way and I never finished it so one day I was like I want to finish something and like uh, I'd been through all these life changes and stuff and I was like I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna to finish my book and so I drew a cover for it and I started you know finishing the story off because I had written most of it and then I threw some like fun sketches in the back and so um it was a it was a good little thing for me to do but it was also a big challenge because i spent so many um so much of my time just like i i don't want to say putting it off but um just like doing so many other things for like lots of other people and just being like i don't have time for that because i have these other important items that need to be completed so that year I made up my mind. I was like, I'm going to make time for my comic and get one done. Mm -hmm. So I did. And I was very excited about it. So, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm working on another one. <laughs> nice. Cool. Can't wait. Can't wait to see the new one. Yeah, uh, it's, it's still being written. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. What about you, Kayla? Yeah. So, uh, we, my husband and I started writing a comic about 
I want to say three years ago. It's a web comic. Um, and he is the writer and I am the illustrator. And I think that we have, we've been trying to really build up our like social media presence and our web presence before we kind of try to put it out there as a book, I guess. But I think that our main goal right now is to try and write, uh, write and draw enough issues to bind it together in like a, a nice volume so that way people can like pick it up and see where it started and where it ends. I always cringe a little bit when I look at the first issue and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> but it's like kind of cool to see like the progression of, you know, like, yeah. like you can see it getting better, you know, and that's kind of cool. Like, mm -hmm. and I think that the fun thing that we try to do with it is we don't really put like boundaries on it. You know, every issue I'll try a different kind of medium. Like right now I'm really into like this digital, this digital kind of world. And so it's like nice that we don't really, because it is our own little project that we're kind of putting out into the world ourselves, we can really like push and play and see where it goes and see how it transforms and not really care if it doesn't look the same from issue to issue. Like the consistency isn't really that important to us, you know, look wise. Um, but when I'm not working on that, I've been working on putting together a children's book which is, uh, I, for those of you who don't know, which is probably everybody watching, um, I am also an elementary art teacher. So I always like to read stories to the kids to kind of connect to whatever project we're making. But there, you know, in my very humble opinion, I feel like it's really hard to find like an art book that is like cute and exciting. So I've been trying to kind of like, you know, like we were talking about before, I really wish this existed. Okay, well now I'm gonna sit down and try and make it for myself, you know? <laughs> so that's what I've been working on right now. Okay. And what about you, Sean? Um, I, I have three things, um, just because oh, I think I've had the most time to think about it. Um, I, the thing I'm probably the most happy with is um, my senior thesis when I graduated college. Um, I basically put together a cartoon pilot, um, and I loved it. It's it's about this little dumb jerk, little sheriff guy, uh, <laughs> and uh, he befriends a crook in the town, a criminal, and they become best friends, and then they kind of help each other out. And I don't know, it, it's good. It's it's a cute little pilot, but I've been developing it into a web comic for a long time uh, with my friend Billy Bates. Uh, they're writing it. Um, we're writing it together, but Billy does most of the work. Um, so that's been great. That's another project I've been working on and off for for a long time. Um, a comic that I always forget that I did, but I absolutely love, is one that I did with my friend Zach, who I was talking about earlier. Um, we did this uh, last year, and we kind of moved back to what we did in high school, where we would go back and forth. Um, so basically what we did is, we just made a comic up as we went along uh, one page at a time. Um, and we just gave it like a nonsense name. It's called drywalled. I don't know why <laughs> like, uh, drywall. Um, but it's, it, that's probably the project that's given me the most like energy out of anything because it was just nonsense fun. It really brought me back to what like I started doing or like why I started drawing and everything. Uh, so I love that. And then uh, something that I'm working on right now, uh, pretty much just for fun, uh, is I'm working on a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic uh, with my buddy Moses. Uh, and he's someone who draws like super hyper fantasy, realistic kind of stuff. Uh, 
he wants to get a job working with Magic the Gathering. So anything that looks like that is what Moses normally does. Um, so we're kind of working together on something, uh, kind of merging my super cartoony, goofy stuff with his like hyper realistic wizard. Yeah, I was about to say that does not describe your art at all. No, not, not which is why it's fun. No, it's, yeah. that's why I like it. Is we basically I wrote a story for him and he wrote a story for me and we swapped. Um, or yeah, so we're writing stories for each other. Um, but it's just so far become my favorite thing that I've worked on. It, again, like seeing your growth from like whatever you started doing and now what you're doing now, it's. It's it's really rewarding. So I, I'm I'm excited for everybody to see it when it's out. Have you guys found it better to work uh, to collaborate with somebody else, or is it? Uh, do you prefer doing thing like doing your own projects? I mean, I'll say for me, I definitely I like collaborating. Yeah, I, I love it. I love collaborating with other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think fun. they always have something interesting or different to bring to the table from your vision. So it's always kind of cool totally yeah and i think um sometimes well i was kind of thinking about this the other day because i, I love to collaborate with people i think that oftentimes i get i get creative block in you know terms of like well what do i want to draw so it's kind of nice to have somebody like present that to you and then you can kind of uh put your spin on it visually but then also mm -hmm. it's kind of nice when you can do both things for yourself because from the beginning when I'm writing that story, I already am envisioning what it's gonna look like and I can kind of, I don't have to worry about making sure that it's what other people are also visualizing. It's kind of like, well, I know what I'm seeing when I'm writing it. So when the drawing process almost comes a little bit smoother, I think. Yeah. Hmm. But I think yeah. generally collaborating, I prefer it. Yeah, I just know that, you know, since you guys are doing a creative, artistic thing, <clears throat> it's something you have to be able to find the right person that you mm -hmm. can, like, mesh with, and I know that's always difficult. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm lucky that's that true. most true. of my best friends are the people I'm trying to work with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that works out. But, um, now, Sean, I know you and I, day jobs have been affected uh, about by uh, the whole pandemic thing here, mm -hmm. but have you guys have you guys adapted to being stuck at home all day? Has it helped or hindered you in any way? Um, things haven't changed much for me. Um, the only thing that's changed for me really is like, so I, I'm a caricature artist and I draw at a lot of parties and events mm -hmm. and I do like comic book shows and um, festivals and a lot of those things have been canceled. So that means I'm not traveling the way that I really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. Like, and so that's a big disappointment to me because like, you know how when you're not doing something that you are, you're, you're doing it and you're complaining about it. Like, oh, I gotta go do all this stuff. <laughs> and then when you're not doing it, you're like, oh crap. Right. My life is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't know what you got till it's gone yeah yeah sure. i'm all like i want to be in another state right now <laughs> i want to talk to anyone else please yeah. yeah i almost feel guilty about how much i'm kind of enjoying the stay-at-home order so i'm just yeah. like getting a lot of work done i think that you know like a lot of people are suffering and and you know my heart's go my heart goes out to them but i think that like I would be mad at myself if I didn't spend this time 
like making as many things as I possibly could, you know, because that was always my issue. It's like, I come home from work and I know that I should be working on this thing that I really care about, but I'm also just really tired and I don't want to use my brain anymore today. So it's been nice having like this kind of like unlimited time and space to do all of the things that were on like my checklist. Mm-hmm. Mm. I I yeah, I sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I'll say I've been kind of struggling cuz like I I have that mindset and I'm normally someone who like just needs to work. I need to be working on a project mm-hmm. like always. I think that's when I function best. But uh I don't know, lately I've just been really struggling for for mm. whatever reason. I think just overwhelming stress about everything I don't know and like I I I try to work I try to do a lot but it's I don't know I I it's it's a tricky time Um, yeah I find that my schedule being now the way that it is it's I find it harder to structure my day Mm. because like it feels like all time just blends in together and it's just like a Mm -hmm. big blob whereas like before like you know I'd be like well you know this is my day off this is the day I go to work for you know one to nine or whatever yeah. Um, you can kind of, you know, it, it kind of helps focus your, what you need to do around something. Um, but I know a lot of what, you know, this kind of stuff you guys can do from home, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have other jobs and we're able to, to, to focus on adapting. Cause I, I, you know, Kaylee says you were a teacher. I know you've been teaching from home. Mm-hmm. Um, Ari's been doing a lot more streaming. She's actually streaming some characters right now as we speak. Oh, cool. Which is, which is why <laughs> she's... I'm drawing at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, but, you know, like, for us, we've also been having to uh, adapt to – we've already had an online presence, but we've been adapting to doing more – just streamlining that process for customers and putting more of an emphasis on that, and that's helped go a long way. You know, cause it's – but like, I think after this, a lot of people are going to – I think – this, this may not be the new norm, but I think people are realizing how much they like can do from home now. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah. like, for example, we're all quarantined. It's supposed to say six feet away, but like we can all have this conversation for as long as we want, like instantaneously. And we're from, not to call out where everyone lives, but you know, only half of us are in New Jersey. Everyone else is from right. someone else here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, it, I think that's a good thing, but I think, you know, one of the things is just indicative of life in general is you just need to adapt or die. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So true. And unfortunately, you know, uh, uh, since you guys do, you know, you all, most of you have collaborators and stuff like, you know, for instance, Kayla, yours is your husband, you already live together. So it, it's, but you know, how communications, we're all interconnected now. It's really easy to still uh, get your work done and, even get it out there now. Maybe maybe this is even better time. Maybe more people are paying attention to social media and streams and stuff. Uh, so this might be a good time to, um, not saying it's a great time to, oh, oh, there's the benefit of everyone, you know, getting sick and, right. Uh, right. but try to, try to, try to keep the positivity going here. Um, yeah. So is there any advice you'd give any young people who potentially would be interested in pursuing uh, career in the arts learn how to run a business yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what you do um like you know it's 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 one of the things that i wish i had known when i was going to school like i thought you know 
I would be a part of the same paradigm where you go to school, graduate from college or, or whatever, and then you go get a job. And then mm -hmm. I'm thinking, I'm going to come out of school and I'm going to go work at Disney or I'm going to go work here, here, here. And, you know, that stuff's not forever, you know. Um, so the next thing you have to do is you have to learn how to make yourself irreplaceable and mm -hmm. Um, the best way to be irreplaceable is to have your own business and, and create your own buzz around what you do. And um, people will come to you. So like, you know, like as long as you're putting out awesome work and, and promoting stuff, like you never know, you'll, you might end up getting that call one day and it's, you know, Warner Brothers or it's Disney or it's Marvel or whatever. And they're like, hey, you know, we've got this project coming up. We need an artist. We saw your work. You know, we'd really, really love to get your drawing style or your art style onto this project, you know. So um, you have to learn how to deal with contracts. You have to learn how to talk to people and deal with clients because pretty much everyone is a client and um, how to deal with copyright stuff and um, even as a caricature artist, I still have to deal with uh, clients and I still have to deal with contracting. I still have to deal with selling the rights to work to people so that they can use it for things because sometimes they're like, draw my picture and make me an avatar and I want to use it on my new t-shirt. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, so I'd say um, it's really beneficial to kind of get a little bit of business management under your belt so that you can manage yourself and and have a successful career you're not just sitting around twiddling your thumbs going why can't i have money and i'm so poor i'm so tired of being poor i'm a starving artist because I, I really believe that the the philosophy of being a starving artist is is just bull crap because it's yeah. not true <laughs> so true it's just you have something that other people don't and that's the ability to create something from nothing and they wish that they could Mm -hmm. yeah that's huge yeah yeah i'll say as someone who's uh not as artistically inclined yes that is that is uh <laughs> pretty pretty major and it's always impressive just to see yeah like you said creating something from nothing um just basically get some an idea in your brain and you put it on paper that's like amazing um but yeah i always recommend people know their worth and and their what their time is their time has value because i know something that uh a lot of early you've, you've come across early in your career is like oh, i'm getting paid in like exposure yeah. oh, and stuff mm -hmm. like that yeah always get paid money yeah, yeah. you get, get paid in money sweat. yeah <laughs> yeah i, I actually think, oh, go ahead Eric. Well, i'm sorry i had nope. i was gonna say, I have an interesting story about exposure like sure so there's this group called um it's called the i think it's called heroes initiative oh yeah i know the heroes initiative yeah and um these people were doing like a project for the heroes initiative and they asked me if i would be willing to you know help them work on this comic so they sent me the script or whatever but of course it was all volunteer and um so i was like yeah sure you know i'll participate in that so um i did the comic and they had a colorist who colored it and it disappeared for years. I never heard anything back mm. from it. Wow. And one day I get an email and they're like, yeah, we finally published that story you did. Uh -huh. And 
it was like years later and then they put out an article and I thought it was kind of embarrassing and the article was should an artist work for free and then <gasps> oh, oh, no. <laughs> on that comic that I did for free <laughs> <laughs> and I was like wow that's really crappy you know <laughs> and I was like, what happened to all this exposure and overdoing and I'm like you know heroes initiative is like a pretty big pretty big thing like they raise money mm -hmm. for yeah. um for artists who are basically retired and don't have you know money coming in so I'm just thinking yeah this is a great opportunity to be a part of this but yeah jeez <laughs> That's so strange. Yeah, like even um, reputable places can take advantage, I guess. Totally. Yeah, yeah, and like I'm, and sometimes it's unintentional on, on, on you know, people on the the client's part as well, potentially. Because I know I I've helped, I, you know, I've worked with some of you before in the past. Like Sean, you've done a bunch of art for our web stores and T-shirts and stuff. But you know, we wanted to, make, we always wanted to make sure you got paid, totally. even though we're use your art for multiple <laughs> things. Yeah. Well, um, and I think one other thing i'd say to like people who are trying to get into it is just have as much communication as you can because uh i don't know like i've for what it's worth you guys have always been incredible like i've never felt slighted in any way or anything you but, but that's because we talk to each other we make sure yeah. we're both getting what we need and everything and that's probably the best thing you can have with a client um or anyone that you're working with in general i guess but at least I mean, that's just good advice in general to be as commu yeah. communicative <laughs> yeah. as possible uh, yeah. you know, for both relationships, but like at work, like that's our biggest thing. We have to always, we're always in contact with each other because we need to make sure we're all on the same page and, totally. mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we want to, it, 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 you can overshare, but it can't, when it comes to like doing work and stuff, like you can't keep every line of communication as open as possible. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that's just kind of good advice in general and you know treat people the way you want to be treated it's like most basic kindergarten advice but you'd be surprised how much well you guys may not be surprised but in general yeah. people would be surprised how much people don't do that yeah um yeah i think another thing that's like very important to tell people who are just starting out is that you know now more than ever we can really see like what people all over the world are creating and like that's really fabulous and really wonderful but it's so easy to get caught in that trap of comparing yourself to all of these amazing people out there and i think that it's really important to remember that we all like serve a purpose and we all have our own perspective and spin on things and that you know the most beautiful thing about art is that we could all be given the same prompts and each one of the outcomes is going to be unique and yeah. you know special to the artist so i think that like no matter what level you think your drawing ability is just just do it if that's what you want to do and that's what you're feeling inside then like make it who cares and like the more you do it the better you get truly like yeah some people are naturally inclined to be creative and to you know to make that connection in their brain but really a lot of it is just practicing over and over and over and over again i tell the kids that all the time you know they always want to get down on themselves about what they're making but you know it's really just I think that's really important. <laughs> yeah, just keep going. Yeah. yeah always be grinding. Um, yeah, I was going to say, because I know, 
I don't know if you've done Inktober, Ari, but I know Sean and Kayla have, right? Mm -hmm. um, which is where you get the, everyone gets the same prompts, but like you get wildly different uh, pieces depending on mm -hmm. who's participating. And uh, I think that's really interesting. It's always, as someone who's a non-artist, it's interesting to follow that even on social media, just to see all the crazy stuff people come up with. And you gotta do it every day. It's like, wow. But, um, so what are some of the upcoming projects uh, you all have that people can look forward to? Kayla, I know you said you got a book coming. Yeah, we got, I got a book coming. Um, uh, <laughs> I got a children's book coming, a picture book. And I have uh, Star Savior Bunny issue number four, which is really exciting. Um, I'm also in, I'm currently enrolled in an animation program and I'm hoping that might lead to some Star Savior Bunny cartoons in the near future, but we will see. <laughs> I still am a long way off from that, I think, but that is kind of like where my brain is going towards now. <laughs> and do you have anything upcoming, Sean? I know you said you get that Turtles project you're working on. Yeah, Turtles project is probably the, the soonest on the horizon. Um, always working on the, the webcomic. Uh, I bought the domain name, so hopefully I nice. put it up soon. <laughs> Congrats. Did you just yeah, have I the mean, name you didn't put the site together yet? Pretty much, so I got to okay. figure that out too. Um, but otherwise, I think those are the two big ones right now. I've been focusing a lot on storyboard work, um, mm -hmm. which is partly why I did the comic, just to get more experience, trying to get a job and that or whatever. So putting a lot, of, a lot of effort in that, but maybe some more animation coming soon. Um, I don't know. Look, mostly the turtles comic which i'm excited about so <laughs> and you are you what you're working on now since you got a book um, coming yeah so i'm just kind of working on writing this story and i've i set this goal to do like um a little painting digital painting once a week because i'm trying to nail down my my drawing style and have a good um consistency with with my coloring style for my projects um I feel like all my books are going to pretty much be in black and white and because I, mm -hmm. I just love black and white and I like inking. But like um, the painting a week is to kind of get my motivation up and kind of keep me moving forward towards something. So some of those could probably end up as covers or something for the future. Just like, you know, maybe some interior artwork later on when the next project actually comes out. So just nice, nice. I know your stuff looks, it's very like bold and looks really good, like black and white. It looks good color too, but I, I know your, your black and white stuff pops. Um, yeah, that's what I love actually is, is, I love inking and I love black and white work, so. Okay. Like where my love is. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes back to the Ninja Turtles conversation because their comics are black and white. <laughs> I have the first issue of the Ninja Turtles hanging on my wall and it's signed by Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman. Oh, you got wow. both of them? Yeah. <laughs> Ken, Kendall and I were showing off some of our uh, Turtles stuff that we have oh, uh, during our stream. I only have stuff signed by Kevin Eastman and I don't have number one. I, well, I have number one, but it's like the sixth printing. Uh, but I did have Raphael's like micro series. That's the earliest, coolest one I have. Yeah, mine is the second edition and I got lucky because it was the last, I was in New York and it was the last show Peter Laird 
ever did. Yeah, he does not come out much. Surrounded by people. And I ran up with my comic and I said, can you please sign this? And he signed it and handed it back to me and then I ran away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how how I met Kevin Eastman was, uh, so I don't know how much you guys know about the inside comic book industry, but, you know, Diamond is the comic distributor, like the only comic distributor in the country. And every year they put on like a retailer like show where they have all the publishers come out and they usually bring their creators and stuff. So they sign to sell you on their upcoming books. Um, IDW, they, we didn't know that they were bringing him, but uh, they brought Kevin Eastman and he was, he would, they had a big stacks of books. And like, if you waited in line, they would sign them for you. So I turned to everyone from the store I went with and I was like, listen, I got to wait in this line. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to be here. So I, I, that's how I met Kevin Eastman. And I'm sure there's a picture. Uh, we took a picture of me meeting him. I'm sure it's on our Facebook or something somewhere. Um, yeah. But if you want to see the full thing, you got to watch our uh, TMNT movie con- uh, uh, commentary. <laughs> oh, dude. You got to, uh, where did we see that? <laughs> yeah. So we, we were, Kendall and I recorded it the other day. It's a little inside baseball for the, the stream here today for Free Comic Day Online. Um, I haven't put together the schedule yet, so I don't know. It's either has played when you're watching this or will be playing after sometime <laughs> after you watch this. But we'll eventually have all of this up on our YouTube page. So you can just watch them whenever you want. Awesome. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of a good segue here to uh, – so we're all fans of this stuff uh, to begin with, but like, what are some of the inspirations and uh, either projects or various creators uh, that you guys have had over the years? There's like so many answers to that. <laughs> yeah, just like picking the right one, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> well, so Kayla, I know you were a big Sailor Moon and oh, very yeah. clearly that inspired a lot of star savior bunny yeah i just there has been i mean there's so many people that have tried to capture what that was and i just feel like it's just the most perfect version of itself it's just the most like magical thing no like pun intended it just like really is like and i feel like i've tried like other franchises like it other like magical girl kind of animes and just nothing comes close to it and I'm sure it's all about you know like nostalgia and like time and place when you've seen those kinds of things but yeah I just I find I think about it so much in my normal everyday life it's kind of just like sad a little bit (laughs) but yeah I so anything that's kind of along that like magical girl line like I love Steven Universe and I think that that's like a really beautiful lovely show like one of a kind I've never seen anything like that before and I feel like the backgrounds in that show are just like so amazing. Like when I get stuck on what I think a background should look like, I'm always referencing like Steven Universe backgrounds. I just think that like the artwork in that show is like phenomenal. Um, and I lately, I mean, I, this doesn't really connect to either of those that well, but I've been uh, really a huge fan of like the newest DuckTales. I found that like the kind of style that they're drawn in I'm really like drawn into that simplistic, almost kind of like abstracted like design of like these characters that you know so well. Like I just think that they're really beautifully drawn as well. Oh, we so can get to a whole conversation. With oh, we, if you do a Ducktales, you call me, okay? Yeah, like, I'm I there. <laughs> um, for people who don't know, I'm a huge fan of like the Disney Ducks. <laughs> so uh, good, and I love, and I love the new Ducktales. Uh, I just caught up with Saturday's episode. Um, oh, so good. <laughs> but yeah, Sean, what are some of the 
inspirations you've had over the years? Um, I'd probably say the most uh, like basic one, but probably the strongest would be like early SpongeBob. Hands down, definitely 100%. Uh, it's just the funniest. I don't know. Like it still is. Uh, just early SpongeBob is just so good. So good. Um, <laughs> uh, like how they stretch like emotion and um, like their jokes and how funny they are. You just can't beat it. I don't know. I, I, I just think, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I think like one of my favorite movies of all time is the SpongeBob movie, SpongeBob SquarePants movie. <laughs> Uh, I saw it for my birthday, like when I was, I don't know, 2005, whenever it was, and it's just the best. I don't know. I watch it every, whenever I watch it, it's just the funniest. Every single frame is hilarious. Um, but it's just, it's so good. Um, that probably fosters home for imaginary friends. Mm -hmm. Um, huge fan of Craig McCracken. Um, just, he's another person who just, you know, made me do what I, what I'm doing now. Um, and more of like a, like a modern inspiration would probably be Adventure Time. It's my favorite mm -hmm. show. Um, I love how it can be extremely silly, but also touch on mature topics and themes and be very grown up about stuff. Um, and like, depending on the work I'm doing, like, you know, not the Ninja Turtles comic necessarily, but some of my other comics, like that's the kind of balance that I like to strive like. Uh, sometimes we're just super goofy like Spongebob and sometimes we want to look cool and talk about some stuff and uh, kind of get lost in that. So, Yeah, I can see some of that in your work, especially Adventure Time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and Ari, has there been any uh, influences uh, you'd like to share with us? So like my influences are kind of all over the place. That's so, fine. <laughs> so, okay, so I kind of started out reading comics late like, I didn't really start reading them until I was 25. Like, before that, it was all animation. Mm -hmm. And when I would read comics, it was always manga. So, like, one of my biggest influences was Rumiko Takahashi, for who did uh, Rama One Half. And, mm, yeah. Um, so good. <laughs> she yeah, just did Inuyasha, right? Inuyasha, yes. And so, like, her work, I, I could go back and read her comics all day long even if i and just over and over again <laughs> and i just love them so much because they're hilarious and they have a good balance between like ridiculous humor and like adult humor so it's not too childish but it's not too like adult at the same time yeah like it doesn't take itself overly serious and then there's that nice little cross of romance in there that you can laugh at. So, yep. <laughs> like, I really get into that. Um and then like I go from that extreme to like artists like Frank Frazetta and Claire Wendling, who both do a lot of fantasy work. And I think that stuff really informs my inking and how I approach my backgrounds and like that sensibility of like I just like that atmospheric look that they have mm -hmm. is, I don't know, their works really uh, emotes a lot to me, like the way that the characters and the people move. So I'm like super into those two artists. And then like, of course, I love The Little Mermaid and Ninja Turtles yeah. and all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pull a lot of like that animation movement fluidity into my style as well. So it's like, it's it's a, it's a good mix, I'd say, between like 
a little bit of fine art and a little bit of cartoon art and a little bit of in between somewhere in there. That's fine because you take all this stuff and you make it your own, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know as a kid who liked to draw a lot, uh, you know, when you're young, you end up mostly just trying to copy a style. Like I know so many comic book artists that are, you know, our age uh, that, you know, grew up was reading comics in the 90s that tried doing like uh, Rob Liefeld clone stuff, but have very much moved on and become their own things. Like if you look at anyone's, especially in comics, because uh, people that have been working for a long time, they end up putting out a lot of stuff. But like even if you look at um, like Jim Lee or uh, Mark Bagley is my example I like to use. If you look back at their 90s stuff, it was very much that Marvel, like Rob Liefeld house style. Mm-hmm. But then you like, that looks so different from Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, and that is even like, oh my God, like 15, 10, 20 years ago now. <laughs> And like you start, you, like it, I think uh, in general, as long as you're, as you talk about looking back at your old stuff and cringing, well, that's good because if you're not improving, you know, everyone should be improving yeah. every day and every facet of their life if they, if they can. Um, so it's good to, it's good that you can even look back as, you know, cause you know, uh, Kayla and Sean, you guys are younger. Uh, even you guys seeing uh, improvements in your styles over the years is still really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's everyone been doing for fun since we've been stuck, uh, you know, in the after times here, you know, to keep yourself, not just work and drawing and stuff, but like, you know, just like reading any good books, watching any good movies or shows or anything. Well, Scott knows that I'm really into Bomberman these days. Is that oh, what yeah. it's called? Did I call it by the right name? <laughs> yeah, it's Bomberman. Okay, good. I, I'm like, I've been, I usually, and I know that, that, the audience out there is probably going to hate me for this, but usually I don't really get the appeal of video games. I know that sounds really horrible. Yeah, I, I was surprised when the three of us were playing that. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I was like, oh, Kayla doesn't like video games, I thought. But lately, I've been super into video games. Like, I remembered how much I loved um, Katamari, so I've been playing Katamari. Oh, yeah, they I put remember that, how much I, I loved DDR. I've been playing DDR. <laughs> yes, yes, I know you guys got the Switch. I know they put yeah. Katamari re-roll on that. Untitled Goose Game, that's my love it i love on top of this game yeah oh, so i think uh, one of us because we do the end of the game our end of the year like awards i forget who picked but someone picked on top of goose game as game of the year it just cracks me up i love i love being that goose yeah. <laughs> just fucking be up sorry are we allowed to curse i probably should have asked I'll, I'll probably edit that okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a family stream sorry family <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I know you used to give uh, Kendall guff because he wanted to play video games. Well, I think that what I, I think that some, like for me, I can very easily like turn it off when I feel like I've had enough. But like mm-hmm. some people just like, they just like can't quit until they are done. And I think that that's like, I feel like it can be such a time sucker if you're not careful. Yeah. And like, I'm just like such a stickler about like wasting time. Like I want to make sure that like, I'm always trying to use my time to the most efficient. <laughs> You know, like, I guess that's, like, the weird control freak in me. So I've been trying to be, like, cooler about it. Yeah, I totally get you on the video games thing. I used to be really heavy into them growing up. And then one day I was like, "This, I I can't do anything but this if I'm doing this. And, like, it it kind of is interesting because it kind of takes your mind off of things and it takes you into another world. But I'm like, well, I could be creating worlds instead of 
you know, running through someone else's world. So mm-hmm. you know, exactly. Good point. Yeah. yeah. So like I totally get you. I, I actually love like DDR. That's like my yes. right there. <laughs> you should play sometime <laughs> over Zoom. I still have a PS2. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shoot, and I have the pads and stuff. I'm like, man, I have no excuse to be bored during That's the nice. corona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it because I was like not I was I usually wear a Fitbit at work just because like you're on your feet all day and I was like I'm not getting my 10,000 steps how can I get my 10,000 <laughs> steps <laughs> that's cool. when DDR resurfaced <laughs> yeah, girls <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely have put on weight since we've been stuck at home <laughs> it's tough uh, yeah, <laughs> I think I have the, the the possibly lamest uh answer to exercise uh during the quarantine which has been we fit no, I've been going hard into We Fit. I straight up. Uh, so, were you doing We Fit or Ring Ring Fit Adventures? I I would die to play Ring Fit. I would okay. love it. I know it's been hard out. to get. Yeah, so I got. I haven't heard of Ring Fit. So it's kind of like their new thing. It's a uh, this big crazy ring you got to put your controllers into. Um, but like, so you have so it's got a bunch of exercise related to it. But like, it's like an RPG action game. So to actually do things in the game, you have to physically be working out in real life mm-hmm. rather than just like we fit. It's mostly like yoga poses and like some minor damage. Yeah. It's like, I have a routine that I do in we fit, but, and it's like, fine. I'm not super, I mean, I've been playing it since like it came out pretty much. And I'm just getting back on it now. Cause I do not have any other means of exercise. Um, and I love it, but uh, I, man, I would love to play ring fit. It just sounds like it's so much fun. It, it is, I will tell you, it is fun, but you look ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm playing Wii Fit. I'm already used to that. Yeah. So, you got to be really co- comfortable with yourself. <laughs> I believe it. I do. Play in public. Yep. <laughs> Bless me. So, Sean, you watching or watching anything? Or um, I know I know you played some Animal Crossing. I know your girlfriend's way more into it. Yeah, and I actually I meant to say regarding like spending a lot of time in games i i think what i realized recently about me like spending a lot of time in games because i play a lot of games i i think for me i need to be getting something out of the game for me to Mm. not feel like i'm wasting my time because like Mm. recently i find myself just like spending hours in animal crossing um (laughs) which is great so much about Animal Crossing. <laughs> I, I also put uh, a significant amount of time in Animal Crossing. Well, it came out right as we all got stuck at home. Yeah. So, it, and then at least for the first couple of weeks when it came out, basically everyone I knew was playing it. Mm-hmm. And we were all kind of like playing it with each other. So it was, it was fun in that regard. But yeah, my island's more or less done until they release new comment, content. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty pretty much much like a nice thing. It can be like a social experience yeah. if you if you do it right. You know what I mean? And like that's like a really nice thing about it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. video gaming and that kind Well, of certain thing. games like that, like you're saying you want to feel accomplished. Like I like ones where it's like you set out and make your own goal and then you work to achieve it. Mm-hmm. Um I think the new Animal Crossing does a lot of that, but like nothing's better than Stardew Valley for that. Where it's like the game literally just drops you on like an empty farm. And there's just a ton of things you can keep discovering and doing. Yeah, but man. everything you do is a goal you set out. It's not like this is the level where you built the barn. Yeah. Mm. I think um, it's, from- 
it's funny. Is Animal Crossing like someone was describing this game to me where they have to like build a home and have a garden and like make a bunch of and i'm like wait that just sounds like real life or yeah. sims <laughs> yeah yeah it's like a slice of life kind of thing <laughs> it gives it also gives you the uh just the <laughs> illusion of being like i am a homeowner homeowner now which is an agency over is. something but um yeah it's one of those things like i've told people it's like if it sounds dumb to you you probably won't like it but it does let you do a lot of create creative things. Like all of our islands are so different from each other, but we all have the same essential toolbox. Um, sorry, hey, my I dog's might play this. Out. It sounds like my <laughs> like my kind of thing, actually. They, it's like it's a thing well that I think people I that aren't necessarily that. into video games <laughs> would be into. But the yeah, game's designed in such a way that like, it's because it works on real time. Like you can't really sit there and play it all day long. Mm-hmm. Unless you and keep changing your clocks, your your system's clock, and then you can keep skipping ahead a day, yeah. um, which is <laughs> usually frowned upon. Man, but... really is real life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which I like because I, I wake up every morning and there's something new every day. Whether it's Aww. something small like, oh shoot, I ordered that nasty chair I wanted. It's in the mail, or it's like, oh boy, I wonder if I get any new flowers growing in my town, or you know, it's like I don't know. It, it gives me especially like during early quarantine it gave me something to look forward to every day mm-hmm. um which was yeah, really nice. out of bed. and i'm now at the point where i really only play for maybe like 20 minutes half hour every day i pop in i water my flowers i send some mail <laughs> um, yeah. i work on i usually I'm pop in and see what's for sale that day and then um yeah i'm in a couple of like discord and facebook groups and like we we're like hey this is what we have and then you know so we can collaborate on different things um, God, if people were this productive in real life, we might actually have a I, fucking <laughs> Well, all right. So it's re- like your, your loans and stuff here have have no interest. They have no deadline. Like it's not it's not super realistic. Yeah, but still, it's it's, it's like man, it's a, it's a, I really did. It was a good escape at the time. I mean, I'm still checking it out, but you know, now I'm moved on to other things like Indivisible and stuff. But uh, this now, candy been, does Candy Crush count? Yeah, <laughs> yeah <we're not>. sure. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm like you know the the bad video gamer now because I'm like I just play Candy Crush before I go hey, to sleep tonight. Play what you like. That's, that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No, uh, it's, it's your it's your time and your dime. So do what you yeah. want to do. There. Well, there's no dimes involved in it. That's part of the reason. <laughs> yeah, like I I play a lot of stupid mobile games just because it's like oh I can. I always have my phone on me. I listen to a lot of podcasts now. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, I want to listen to that. I can check on like, you know, various uh, idle games and stuff I've got. But um, now that we've been talking about video games for a hundred years, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys looking forward to doing the most once uh, we can leave the house mm-hmm. again? I want to go to the gym. <laughs> mm. yeah. I miss dance class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to do some Zumba. <laughs> oh, I know. Pinball. I'm dying without pinball. Oh, no. <laughs> I need it. Things are, we, like, halfway through our, our most recent pinball league, we had to shut down. So we still have – we just, just barely started that itch up. Uh, and, you know, I've got pinball effects on my uh, Switch, but, you know, it's digital tables. It's, are, it's different. It's, it's not the different. same. No. <laughs> 
I need the lights and the sounds and the buttons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just go to the casino, aren't they? <laughs> no, they're closed here. Um, I can't believe they're closed, actually. You I mean, it makes sense. It's, one thing the coronavirus has made me acutely aware of is how, like, really gross people are. Yeah. Imagine people sitting there, like, touching everything all day long. And it's yep. just, like, I don't know. Rubbing I've their noses. Yeah, I've never seen yeah. like slot machines and stuff getting cleaned. Nope. Yeah. You know, we live near Atlantic City, so spend a fair amount of time around casinos. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, ooh. I become way more aware of that stuff. My God. <laughs> Not yeah. that I was like a germaphobe before, but no. again, you just become aware of it. It's just go. Oh, yeah, people are kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, disgusting humans. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm I'm excited to just like not be afraid to go outside. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, that will that will be nice. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, uh, my my partner Nina and I we play a ton of Pokemon Go, uh, and we just we just love to walk around. Like we'll spend a whole day outside, uh, and just you know, like just it attracts our steps and stuff, and you know maybe there's something cool around, but like just going to parks and just mm. checking stuff out. Um, maybe go to a new location and see what they got there. Um, that's my biggest thing is I just, I miss, I miss going out. Yeah. I don't think I've, I don't, I've, I've heard people talk about Pokemon Go, but I've never played it. Like, it's pretty I've chill. Who, who play it. You can just put it on your phone though, right? Like it's not mm -hmm. like one of those you have to have a system or anything. Yeah, it's a phone no. game. So essentially, you know the premise of Pokemon, right? Yeah, gotta catch so, them all. Since you walk around <laughs> and based on your GPS, things will pop up in the game in real life, and then you can kind of just catch them. So it's a good, it's, but like, you're encouraged to go to different, like, historical and spots of interest because they'll be tagged with, like, different things that, like, will give you a chance to, to battle people or get items and stuff. So it's kind of, it really benefits if you live in a city because there's yeah. just more stuff. Right. But uh, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well there's like parks and like places of interest and things. Yeah, I can but, say um, Ari, I d genuinely don't really have an interest in Pokemon at all <laughs> other than I think that they're cute. Um but I know I'm fair. so sorry guys, I'm so sorry. I mean, uh, <laughs> hurt me a little bit, but you just <laughs> cute, like, so I'm okay. Right? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love your drawings of them. They're like my favorite versions. <laughs> oh, thank you. We're good again. Uh, but I even I like as somebody who's not interested, it's fun to play. Like I would give it yeah. a shot. So you've played it too? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I just okay. know that I've seen like like clips online of like the new episodes of Pokemon and the new Pokemon trainers and I was like, Oh man, I remember back in the day when I loved watching that. I could mm. watch that again. And then I just don't <laughs> and then show is not held up. <laughs> yeah. I was I loved Pokemon growing up and I the last game I was like, I think I'm done. Aw. Um the end of an era. Yeah, I just they keep taking stuff. We don't have to get into all things. <laughs> That's like a whole other episode. I feel yeah. like yeah. Scott and I could go off, go back yeah. and forth, really, really yeah, hash we've it had out. Some but. but you know, as a, this from a design standpoint, I do like them a lot. I like the ones specifically that pull more from like mythology and like legends and folklore and stuff, mm -hmm. um, or are based on yokai or things. I, I find that stuff more interesting mm -hmm. than just totally. like, oh, it's a camel that breathes fire. Okay. 
It's a murder one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with with that all said, um, you know, well, where can people find you guys online? Um, you can find me on Facebook under Airy Monroe or Draw Like Crazy. I'm also got my own website, uh, drawlikecrazy.net, and I have a second site that's airymonroeart.com. Um, and I'm trying to update them more now that um the, this whole thing is happening because now I'm like, oh, there's no reason for me not to sit here and work on my website. So yeah. <laughs> I've been doing more updates. And uh, I'm on Instagram as well under Ari Monroe or whatever. Draw like crazy, both of those. <laughs> Or at home, you can find me at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me. I'm most places. Uh, I'm S Finnerface, uh, S F I N E R F A C E. Oh, I've been uh, pronouncing it Finerface. Well, that's, that's my fault because my name doesn't have two N's in it. So <laughs> if, it was, if it was F I N N, then you know. But whatever. Uh, I, I kind of roll both ways, I guess. I don't know. But um, so I'm there. I'm that on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, kind of whatever. You'll find me there. I have a website, uh, seanfinneran.com. Nice and easy. Um, I don't update it too much, but <laughs> maybe I will. I don't know. You should. <laughs> you should. Yeah, I should. It's like, it's, like video, it's like being in a video game. You know, you're building your own. Yeah. Thing you know <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah i mean i see we should have a web designer video game <laughs> oh i'm sure they exist you know that's a big place <laughs> uh you can find me at i have a bunch of different instagrams because i can't decide what i want to do with my life so um, <laughs> you can find uh our webcomic star savior bunny uh at star savior bunny on instagram and we're also we upload our um our pages onto tapas.com, which is like a, a web, a web comic kind of hub. Uh, and then I also have a bunch of, I have, how many do I have? I also have one that's like my personal kind of just like fun little fan art doodles and that kind of thing. And that's at, this is radio flash on Instagram. This is radio flash. Yeah. It started out as making, I was doing like daily flash sheets for tattoos. Cause like, I've always wanted to be a tattoo artist, but I don't think that's going to happen. So like mm -hmm. my favorite part of that kind of dream was to make those flash sheets where like I pick a theme and I could kind of like lay them out and do all the different kind of things that connect to each other in that theme. So I also am a fan of the clash <laughs> just kind of like merged together. into one. <laughs> well, guys, thanks very much for participating in this. Um, Thank really, you. really enjoyed talking to you. <laughs> um, and obviously if we can find any, you know, I think you all have projects available at the store. Uh, if not, then you have something soon. I know I've got Ari and I, uh, her comic. I know, I forget what issues, I don't have all the issues of Star Savior Bunny, but I at least have issue one uh, at the store. Um, Sean will have something from you soon. Yeah. Um, but you guys all have something available to download for free on our website. Um, just go to levelupentertainment.com. And it's under our free comic day downloads. Since that was an event we had to cancel, I wanted to make sure people still were able to get things for free. And you've all been generous with both your time and your work. Um, but 
So with that said, enjoy the rest of the stream. Um, and if you can, uh, donate uh, to our local food banks. The link should be up in the chat. Thank you. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.